wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. While Australia's history of blackbirding is becoming more well-known and understood, there are many local histories that are only now coming to light. A garden and gathering place nestled peacefully next to the Caboolture River at North Harbour, just north of Brisbane, stands as tribute to the South Sea Islanders, many of whom were brought against their will from islands throughout the Pacific to become labourers at the Moray Field Plantation. In 1867, the first 50 Kanakas arrived at Moray Field from the islands of Eme, Ambram and Mari. Today, their descendants, known as Australian South Sea Islanders, gather at this place to pay tribute to the backbreaking work they did with little recompense to establish Queensland's agricultural prosperity. Daniel Awiawi is one of them. He hopes by speaking alongside his friend Cheryl Thornley that more people become aware of blackbirding in this region and the legacy of what many people now refer to as Australia's slave trade. My name is Daniel Awiawi. They were born in this area, my great-granddad and granddad and uh, all my children. Well, we're we're sitting here uh, in this new North Harbour estate in what looks like a very new shed and a a beautiful little playground. It's quite a new development here, but there's actually a lot of history surrounding us right where we're sitting, isn't there, Daniel? Yes, that's right. And um, Kanaka's worked and built a sugar mill right in this property. So you mentioned the Kanakas before, can you tell us a bit about that for people who might be listening to Streets of Your Town haven't heard? Yeah, Kanakas, well you could say that they were the only one that would get out and do do a fair day's work. (laughs) They'd work. They'd work pretty hard. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the South Mm -hmm. Sea Islanders got real upset if you called them a Kanaka and they'd say, don't call us that you know, and People would come and say, Daniel, you, you, you know, we call you a Kanak and you don't get upset, like a lot of the other the South Sea Islanders. And I say, it's because they don't understand the meaning. And um, they, I said, okay, well, can you explain the meaning? And I say, it means a hard-working man, hard-working woman, and children. It's hard work, and people get out and do the job and not complain about it. You see, so something to be proud of. Some, it's pretty, yeah, to be proud of. Mm. Yeah, so you can call me Kanaka all you want. <laughs> I'll just blab it up. <laughs> and there's also, I think, the term as you mentioned is Australian South Sea Islanders now, sort of showing that Australian and the South Sea Islander heritage. Yeah, they say, Are you a South Sea Islander? I say, No. I said, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I come from Vanuatu. I'm a Kanak that comes from Vanuatu, mm-hmm. but in the South Pacific. Our mm-hmm. country's in the South Pacific Ocean, 
you know, and like a lot of Tongan, Samoan and Fiji, mm -hmm. they're all part of in the South Pacific. I said, so they shouldn't be ashamed to say, look, I'm, I'm from Fiji in the South Pacific. Yes. You see? And, and be more specific about yeah, where you've come from. Right. Sure. And then people yeah. understand it a lot more. And I say, well, South, there's so many South Islands, but um, where is it? Um, see, where, where is that? Where do you come from? Well, what, what's your family's story? You mentioned you come from Vanuatu. How did that yeah, come I, bring us here to the Kabulcha River? Uh, my granddad. He worked in the mill. The feed was brought across and my, on my father's side and my mother's side. They both. And uh, not my, not my um, great granddad or great great granddad or grand. Yeah, it's only two generations ago. Yeah, it was my granddad, and they came here. They worked in the mill, and they, my grandfather was from my mother's side, were taken from uh, an island called Vanuatu, uh, Elizabeth Bay. Okay. Him and two of his brothers, Andrew and Jacob. They were taken from there, tricked to get on the ship Pulzer, mm -hmm. a ship named the Pulzer was a German ship that came from New Caledonia, and Marianne was the first, uh, it picked up Kanakas, came to Vila, then uh, they tricked people, Kanaks, from, to get on there. Mm -hmm. And when they got in there, there was a big fight in, in the ship because they were tricked by the Kanakas from uh, across the border in New Caledonia, and quite a few of them got injured. This is an important part of the story, isn't it? That, is that so many really were deceived and yes. tricked into coming on board those ships and being brought to Australia? Yes, that's right. And um, from there, the, the ship left went straight to my grand our island, Aramanga, as uh, in Vanuatu. That's when my granddad and his two brothers in Elizabeth Bay that were swimming there got uh, tricked to get onto the ship. And when they got on the ship, they did the same thing. Uh, well, they kept them up top to look after the cabins and uh, what work they had to be on top. So my, so the captain, he left there, he said the first uh, land we, we saw uh, was when we came to Moreton Bay. See, that's a straight across to Moreton Bay here, yes. Red Cliff. And uh, from there they went to Mud Island where they buried some of the mm. bodies that was on the ship. Some people died on the trip over. Yeah. Mm. And uh, from there, they, I believe they were transferred to another ship called the Don Juan, something like that. And that ship left Mud Island, came to Deception Bay. Uh, there, where the, where they, they stayed there for a little while. They built right where the fishery is now, uh, Deception Bay, on that point there. Was uh, They built a village there and they kept our, our boys were there and girls and they worked there. But because it was too, too open to the sea and to the wind, to the weather, they moved from there to um, uh, the mouth of the Kabucha River, which was Beachmere. Nice. They loaded um, all the food they needed, and from there they moved up the Kabucha River to place uh, that. What's that bridge? Uh, Post Office Creek. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's where it, it stopped. There, they unloaded them there to a house uh, where there was a big Morton Bay fig tree. <laughs> there, that's where they built their house. 
and uh, just for that little while and uh, after that uh, I talked to the owner that, that owned that place he, he, um, they went across the river and then down to where this place is now with the mill and everything else and where the, uh, the distillery and all was built and, and that was it the family stayed there in that house and it's um, got photos of it they um, always remembered that place there if they didn't work or you know played up a bit they were put into a little a holding cell a little prison the conditions that uh, Kanakas yeah. were expected to work in were pretty poor weren't they yeah you could say that and and, and if they didn't um, do you know if they weren't satisfied with the some milk and rice, well, that's where they was put into that until they agreed to come out and work. Some of them escaped and, you know, well, took off and some was brought back, some didn't. Not exactly the kind of food you need for doing the physical labour they were doing. Yeah, they, they liked their veggies and their, mm-hmm. you know, fish diet. That kept them going give them the strength to do what mm. work. Especially, they never, first time they encountered um, cutting sugar cane, mm. but, but, but they, they had it you know, head on and they mm. did the job that was required of them. And um, some places they are still doing that. Mm, pretty tough work, cutting yeah. sugar cane with uh, those machetes, the big yeah. cane yeah, knives. The, yes, mm. we were just talking about cane knives the mm. other day and I said every time I see a cane knife, I, it reminds me of the days that my I cut sugar cane with my dad and my granddad in the in the Burdekin, you know, mm. and um, it becomes a, a part of your life, you know, something you didn't um, uh, complain about because it just even though we used to get underpaid, but we were getting more than what the, the milk and the rice, mm. you see, yeah. So uh, the the Kanakas. They uh, even today, you know, they still get out there and on the on the work on the railway right through out, you know, Queensland and mm. then into the south. And railway's not as hard as the old sugarcane days. A lot of yeah. descendants here in this area too. Yeah, like there's one sitting right here now. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Enoch. That's my son. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. And that's why we, we never ever left this place because our this is where our heritage, that's where our people come from, the islands. This is where the, the ship they got off with the pools. My granddad was named after, he was a good work, a cabin boy and he worked hard on the ship. And uh, the, the ship captain gave him, he said, I, I, I will give you my name. I'll give you my ship's name, uh, Pulsa. Uh, so he, he couldn't say that, so he, he called it Puller, P-U-L-L-E-R. But it's P-U, the ship was pulled to P-U-L-Z-E-R, I think, something like that. And so he wore that, and he got off and he worked in the, in, in the mail, no complaints, he never did that. And the, the uh, Queensland, after, after that, the Queensland government acknowledged him, Pulzer, Jack oh. That would have been a very important day. Yes, he said, because back in those days, black people weren't allowed to own land. But the government made the exception of my granddad, and, and 
that, I mean, the land he had, he said, is yours. You know, you can buy that land. And he did, mm. you know. And he said, um, I, I give honour to this, this black man. He said he came, he never complained, he worked hard. And um, on well, weekends he'd get veggies from his garden and take it to the churches and put a, a basket of veggies out in front of the door. And when they come out of church, he'd say, help yourself. Mm. That was him. And I suppose... Uh, he set a standard for for us. It was a very hard one. I mean, it's hard to keep the trap shut sometimes when people say things to you. <laughs> you tend to buy a bat. But it'd be nice for people to acknowledge a bit more the, yeah. the great contribution yes, that Kanaka's made to Queensland. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for that day. Maybe this is the beginning of it here. Maybe. You know, it's, it comes from talking first, doesn't it? I, yes. I think. And that's, that's why I said to you, you mind coming out and sharing with us? And I said, no. I said, because it's getting it out there so people mm -hmm. can look at it. And, and there were 62,000 of them brought out here. So, yeah. you know, that's a large number of people over a very short time. It is. Mm. Did your grandfathers ever see their home country again? Vanuatu? No, one mm. did. One, um, Jacob did, and Andrew, uh, mm -hmm. uh, his brother Andrew, he went, he went uh, uh, when they was loading them on the ship to take them back after they uh, had their families and all here. He, when they came to Vanuatu, he told them that he had to get off there because that's, he had to go back to Aramanga, our island. And they said, no, we only got one stop, and that's Fiji. <laughs> so, so we got a family. We got him over there in Fiji. Most probably got a big family over there. We got family. We got relations yeah, over there. All spread out all over. Yeah. So it'd be good to, as you say, now that hopefully with COVID maybe yeah. coming on the other side of that, being able to visit yeah. Vanuatu yeah. and look at that heritage and be there with extended family again yeah well i, I i'm i'm uh, a couple of years ago i got citizenship i went and um, so i'm a dual citizen okay and great. i went on and do the same thing for my children so mm. so i go over there and we've got land granddad one thing he left us land thousands and thousands of acres of land on aramanga and um when when the boys will get get that itching to go over and have a look to see what it's like to live and cattle, there's thousands of cattle, horses, mm -hmm. same thing, and, and uh, goats, you know, and pigs, it's all there. And I said, one day we might be able to start a cattle farm, you know, or, you know, I said, yeah, well, when, when that day comes, Dad, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, I'm waiting for it to clear, so, um, and Cheryl's packing it put. And <laughs> <laughs> He's been trying to convince me to go for about 10 years. <laughs> it's complicated though, isn't it? Because you're Australian and you've grown up here, but yeah, yeah you've still got that tie and yeah, yeah, right. all that unacknowledged kind of history that's still just yeah. bubbling yeah. away, really. When I went back there, one of the boys said, oh, Chief, what, what do you want for breakfast? I said, a fish. And I said, right, won't be long. I said, oh, what's he taking me? I thought he was going to get his lines and put his bait and everything, go down to the river and throw it in. But he just went in and just dived in the, just dived in the water. 
come out with a big freshies, you know, nearly the size, same size as him. <laughs> came up, the coal was all ready. He wrapped it up in alfoil fruit on the coal. And then left it there for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Then took it off and just when he unrolled the alfoil, um, there was the fish cooked. All the skin wow. and the shell comes off with the alfoil. Beautiful. See? Mm. See That's why I eat fish. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and the coconut crab. Oh, yeah. You, that you, sounds good. You love, you, you yeah. have a I think that'll get me to Vanuatu. Yes, the I, coconut crab. Oh yeah, and you, you eat them, and you you just want to keep on eating. They're so they're different to the crabs over here. So is this shed sort of established for for the Kanakas and descendants? Or the Kanakas. Yeah. Oh great, that's and, good uh, that you've. That's I, a start, I yes, suppose. I, I thought that was very kind of North Harbour to. Yeah, to it's give that, designated that, as a meeting place. Yeah. And an acknowledgement of really the, yeah. what's yes. happened here. Yeah. That Australian South Sea Islander gathering area. Yeah. That's, See? that's great. I uh, really I'd like to thank the, you know, the um, government of pe- government people, you know, especially, that made this possible. You know, and and the, the North Harbour for running with it. You know, when they heard that this was the home of the Kanakas, where they worked in the mill. We're just surrounded by so yeah. many memories, so much history. It's really yeah. and I, vivid. I think we're in a perfect spot to continue that. To you know, to share that with um, yeah yeah. When when people come here, I I can't help it. You know, and a lot of them they say, "Oh, true, is this what happened?" I said, "Yes, I did my bit. Now I want my children to take hold of it." Enoch and Nathan, he, he, he's a proper fisherman. He went, he's older than Enoch, and he went fishing uh, this morning. Come back with all these big fish. He, he's, he, you know, and when the local uh, boat fishermen that wants to go fishing, they look for my son Nathan because they know every time they go fishing with him, he brings in the fish. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. It, it, it is amazing. Hmm. And um, uh, he always catches the first fish. He's been, <laughs> he's definitely uh, a, a fisherman. He's an islander boy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you for sharing your story with me. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful start, what you've helped to establish here, Danny. You should be very proud. I am, I am. (laughs) That was Daniel Awiawi speaking to me from the Australian South Sea Islander gathering place at North Harbour for this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. 
that's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website, soyt.substack.com. Thank you.